Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. And today we have some heroes of the faith. I'm really excited to hear, just to sit and listen to this episode, because we have some people who have been in ministry over 50 years. 53 years to be exact. And what a wonderful privilege to have you with us in our studio today. Uh, They are here for our missions conference, and this is a delayed uh, broadcast, but we are glad that you're here. What a, It is wonderful to meet heroes of the faith who are faithfully serving the Lord as many years as you have been serving the Lord. We just really would love to hear your story. Uh, Dr. Basilio and his wife, Eunice Alfaro, did I say that right? And uh, they have been ministering to Spanish-speaking people for years. So I would just like to find out, why don't we just start by allowing us you to tell us a, a little bit of your story. Tell us where you're from and how you met and that kind of thing. Uh, Dr. Tice, it's a real privilege to be here in Las Vegas. Uh, my name is Basilio Alfaro Burgos, if, if you want my full name. Uh, I was saved when I was nine years old. Uh, I'm a product of house-to-house visitation. Oh, oh really? Wow. A soul winner came and knocked on our house door, and and uh, one of my oldest brother answered and won him to the Lord, and and then through my brother's uh, influence, he brought the whole family to the church, and I heard the gospel for the first time in my life. Hmm. Now, where was that? In Dallas, Texas. In Dallas, Texas. And and when I heard the gospel, I. I mean, I've been saved for 67 years, and I you've been saved I, as long as I've been alive. Oh wow! <laughs> the uh, I I remember the words that the pastor said. He said, "If I were the only sinner upon the face of the earth, Christ would have come. He would have died. He would have risen for me." Hmm. It was a love affair I've never been able to get over. Hmm. Wow! And I was saved at nine years of age, and a week later. Believe it or not, uh, the Lord dealt with me about the ministry, about going into hmm. the ministry full time at nine years of age. Wow. I saw the pastor go house to house in the Hispanic community presenting the gospel. Was that an Hispanic church? Yes. Okay. And, well, it was an English church, but he, had, he was bilingual. Oh, okay. And uh, he would visit in the community and... and I couldn't even present the plan of salvation, but I saw. I thought maybe, maybe that's what the Christians should do. So, I just got some tracks together and got a New Testament. Here, as a nine-year-old kid, I went house to house. Uh, I presented myself, and I told them, "Look, I don't know how to present the gospel, but just let me tell you, share with you how I got saved." And hmm. so, I was able to share the gospel with a number of families in that community. That's when, a key, isn't it? Just telling people what Jesus did for you. Actually, that's uh, the whole gospel. That's I it. Mean, when, when the Lord saves, he transforms your life, uh, uh, and he transforms your priorities. And, and so when I finished high school, I, I enrolled at Bob Jones University, and uh, I met my wife there. Uh, the first two years, you take the same courses Everybody takes the same course in yes. the first two years, and they set us alphabetically. And my last name, my last name starts with an A, and her last name is Bixby, starts with a B. And so we sat together in several classes. 
my last year there, I said, I'm going to take this little sunflower home with me. <laughs> we, uh, but but the Lord led us together. We, we were married December 5th, 1970. Okay. Mrs. Alfaro, where were you from? What's a little bit of your background? Well, I was born when my father was studying at Moody Bible Institute, and uh, he was saved, actually, when he was came back from the war. My mother had gotten saved while he was gone, and she took when he came back, she took him to the same guy that led her to the Lord, and he was led to the Lord. And then they went to Moody, and they started having children, and in 11 years and four days, they had 10. And wow. each one of us, they dedicated oh, wow. for, for the mission field, and a good number of us have been on the field, and, wow. and we're kind of scattered over the face of the earth, and the Lord's just been so good. Well, oh. praise the Lord. And then you met this guy at Bob Jones University. So how what was what was his approach? <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad, huh? <laughs> On our first no, even before we had a date, we were talking. And he was shy. Well, not shy, but didn't know what to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he says, How many children do you want to have? Oh my god. <laughs> Get straight to the point. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll have as many as the Lord gives me. And that took care of that one. Okay, well, that's good. That was your, that's your first conversation. That's kind of like breaking the ice. I that's right. I guess so. I guess so. He that's... broke right through. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, you, you, you met her, and, and that was your freshman year, or when did you meet her? Actually, I met her uh, not long after we were in school, uh, but I was so busy, I had three jobs on campus, two jobs on campus, one job off campus, and and I worked from 11 o'clock at night till 3 o'clock in the morning. I thought you were a preacher. Our preachers only work like three hours a week is what I heard. <laughs> well, people have a wrong philosophy about the ministry. <laughs> the, the ministry, as far as I'm concerned, is a five, five words with the same letter. Work, 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 work. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Oh, that's great. So, so you met her the first year, but you were busy, and and uh... it wasn't until my last year that I wasn't taking as many hours, and uh, we were. Uh, I went and asked her dad permission if I could date her, uh, her his daughter uh, without any commitment. I wanted to get to know her better, and he gave me permission. About a about a year later, I went to him and asked him for the second permission. And uh, uh, asked him if I could date her more seriously towards marriage, and miraculously he gave me permission. Oh. And, and after a year later, I went and asked him the third per- third permission. You know, you you strike out with three in baseball, and <laughs> I uh, asked him permission if I could marry his daughter. And mm. to be honest with you, he said no. Oh, and. Uh, I, I told him, uh, Brother, Brother Bixby, I said, you've been so kind to me and you're speaking to me with love every time and you've told me no so so nicely. I mean, can you explain? He said, don't you know what a one-syllable word means? No. <laughs> I said, yes, I do. But he said, let me put it this way to you. I'm going to give you permission for you to ask her. I'm not going to marry you, he said. <laughs> She's... Uh, but I want you to realize that if she says no, that tells me it's her father and tells 
my wife is her mother, that it just tells us, and her siblings, it tells us that the Lord has somebody else better than my mm-hmm. daughter for you. I mean, the mind, the, my my father-in-law was a very wise man, mm-hmm. a good Christian man. Yes. And so, um, I, so I went and asked her, and the rest is history. I mean, wow. <laughs> So she well, didn't say no. She didn't say well, no. I, I asked, thank the Lord for her. <laughs> I, I, I asked my wife three times to marry me, and she said no, no, no. Then I asked her mother because <laughs> the father was out of the picture in, my, in our situation. And her mother said, you have to wait till you graduate. When you graduate, you can get married. So we waited until we graduated. Then 10 days after graduation, we got married. I wanted to get married the day after graduation. We could have gotten married and uh, got graduated and then the next hour gotten married as far as I was concerned. But, <laughs> but it's amazing how God will use obedience to parents and respect for parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. To protect you from making the wrong decision. And I think that's so important for those of you who are parents that are listening to this um, to this podcast. It's so important that you protect your children and understand that God has placed you in your children's life to protect them and to give them guidance. Today, uh, our sociologists and our psychologists and our culture tells us you have no right to speak into those things, and you need to understand that's so dangerous for your children and so unbiblical for you. You as a parent should speak into these things, and you should give guidance. I told our kids growing up, I, I told people as our kids were growing up, that the two most significant decisions they'll ever make is trusting Jesus as Lord and Savior, and the second one is who they're going to marry. And certainly, I'm going to give my children guidance and direction, uh, uh, and in both of those things, I'm going to, I want to make sure I, I give them the opportunity to receive Christ, and I'm going to make sure that I'm there to help them make those decisions about who they're going to marry. I didn't pick any of my kids' spouses, but I helped them um, make wise decisions, and there were several that we helped them realize this isn't the one for you. And um, thank you for that testimony. Well, that's that's very good counsel. It's it's biblical. Uh, I remember him telling me uh, very distinctly. He said, "But if she says yes, I want you to realize that I'm turning over to your responsibility, hmm. a Christian woman, hmm. a virgin." A lady that wants to serve God with a pure heart. I learned more in 30 minutes than four years of university studies. <laughs> the, uh, it's, it, there's nothing like a godly man telling a young man uh, what his responsibility is. Yeah. And so he says, when I, when I come down the aisle with my daughter in hand, if she says yes and put her arm in your arm, you're going to assume the responsibility that I had mm. to respect her, to love her. And uh, I've never forgotten that. That is so good. And we're still in our honeymoon, by the way. Oh, that's Aww. good. That's good. After 53 years? Is 53 that... years. That's wonderful. Yeah. That is, that's so wonderful. I, when my daughters were dating, uh, first of all, they couldn't date a, pers- a guy more than once. They weren't allowed to date until they went to college. When they went to college, then they were allowed to accept a, an invitation to go something on campus with them. But after that, they had they the man had to call me, and I wanted to know what I wanted to I, I was going to ask three questions, and my three questions 
were, number one, are you a virgin? Because my wife, my daughter's a virgin, and uh, and she saved herself. I'm not condemning anybody that's not a virgin. I'm just saying, but my daughter kept herself pure. I want to give her to somebody who's also done that. Number two, I want to know this. Have you been involved in pornography? Because today, that's a huge thing. Uh, and I believe that, I, I just believe that every guy... Uh, in the in a, in college, any uh, have, has has witnessed or some because it's on the iPhones, it's on everything. I said, I, so I asked the question: How much have you been involved in pornography? What have you watched? What have you seen? And uh, and and then I asked them the question number three: Have they been involved in taking drugs? Are, are they using drugs? Uh, because um, I want to make sure that our kids were that our children who had stayed pure that way were were not going to have run the risk of having children that were physically hurt because of something that they did uh, before they married my daughter. So we did, we asked those questions and those were hard questions to sit across. And then we had honest, open conversations. These are difficult things for a, for a man to do in our culture today. And, but man, you had a father-in-law that cared about you, cared about his daughter. And, um, uh, I had a ma- mother-in-law that did that with me, kept me, kept me because there was no man in the, in the situation. And I think it's so, so important that we do that. We need to protect our children. And, you, and parents get criticized for that. So again, thank you for that testimony. And it is, we do. When you're sitting across from a table from somebody, they're asking them personal questions like that, that you li- you're listening. And I think that's why we learn more in 30 minutes than in, in, in four years of college. I remember we have four daughters and a son, and I and my daughters were growing up. I said, "Look, I said, uh, we're not going to allow you to date until you graduate from high school. And when you're in college, if someone approaches you to um, for a date, it's not a problem. But he needs to call me first. I guess we're come, we're from the same tree. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> the, uh, and so sometimes they would call me and said, "Dad, uh, tell him no. I'm not really interested." <laughs> So, you know, as her father, I wanted to protect them and sure. one that might have the best. And, uh, and I'm so grateful for, for uh, the upbringing that uh, I come from a real, a real difficult upbringing. My father was a womanizer. He was uh, a drunk. And, and, uh, and even when I was nine years old, I know that wasn't right. I mean, I, I knew that something was missing. And, uh, but what made the difference in his life and my life and in our family's life, I'm talking about my mom and dad, is that God came into the picture and changed their lives. That's what that, my dad, my dad was an immigrant from Lebanon, came over here, lived a wild life. My mom was my dad's at least third wife, maybe fourth or fifth wife. And it was right at the time that they got together that my dad and mom got saved. So I, and then my dad died when I was 10 years old. So I didn't have the example, but it's an amazing thing. And I love the fact that you're telling us that because God, a lot of people make excuses uh, based on my background. This is the way I act and this is what I do, but God can change anybody, can he? He really can. And we can't use that as an excuse. God can use anyone. And if you're, if you're listening here this afternoon, you can serve God if you want to serve God. Don't don't use your background as an excuse. That's exactly you right. You just have to have a heart for God. That's mm. wonderful. Well, thank you for that. Tell us, we only have a few more minutes left with you. 
Uh, tell us a little bit about your ministry. Tell us what you've been doing. You together have served the Lord for 53 years. So tell us just a little history of, of well, we went to we went to Mexico as missionaries, and we served there for twenty seven years, seventeen years in Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico, uh, and ten years in Culiacán, Sinaloa. Culia- now, now, that's what the first place you just mentioned was where our Spanish pastor from our church grew up. Right. Yeah. He's he's from Hermosillo. Okay. And uh, and the reason why I went there is because the man, the pastor who led me to the Lord, went there as a missionary and started a Bible school. Oh. And so, but to make a long story short, uh, we started 14 churches in Hermosillo. Wow. 14 churches. Actually, not 14. I think it was more like eight or nine. Then we moved 430 miles further south in another capital called Culiacán, Sinaloa, Mexico, and started another five churches 14 altogether in 27 years. And and don't tell me that you can't plant a church. Uh, uh, all these churches that we started within 9 to 11 months of their beginning, in other words, there wasn't any property, there, were no, there weren't any buildings. We just started winning souls, discipling people. And within 9 months to 14 months, uh, the churches we started could already support a pastor full time. That's amazing. Pay his salary, pay his house, pay his sal- uh, pay, pay everything, and uh, we have the uh, Apostle Paul here with us hmm. in in <laughs> in our studio. You're amazing. I just met this man today. You are absolutely amazing. And I got that example from the Book of Acts that the, that the Apostle Paul. That's, that's exactly that, what he did. That's so, exactly right. So I, I wanted a, a biblical pattern, and and the Lord showed me that. And and not only that, uh, I took a team with me to help me start these churches. Uh-huh. I, in other words, I took a man that was gifted with the young people. I took took a man was gifted. So each one of us had different gifts, and we worked together. And we give God the, the honor for everything. I, I didn't do anything. I was just glad I could be involved in the Lord's work. That, that's the one. And, uh, but uh, there are 14 churches. We worked ourselves out of a job 14 times. And, and uh, these churches have already started other churches. And those churches have started grand, granddaughter churches. And those people don't really need us anymore. Mm-hmm. So now we travel all over Latin America helping young preachers start new churches, having different Bible conferences for for couples, for evangelistic meetings, you name it, we're, we're there. Wow, that's wonderful. Well, I sure appreciate that. Now, are your children, your children are all grown, and how many grandchildren do you have? We have uh, four grandchildren and two granddaughters. Well, uh, four grandboys and two granddaughters. We have six grand six grandchildren. Okay. And we love every one of them, and and they're all Christians, and yep. they all go to church, fundamental churches. Good. And we're thankful for that. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I am so thankful for the, that we've had the opportunity to uh, be with you and introduce you to uh, those that are listening. I would encourage you, if you'd like to get in touch with Dr. Uh, Alfaro, you can contact him. Can you give us information like uh, for preachers that are listening? Uh, if you would like him for a missions conference here in the United States, uh you you can contact him at uh, uh th- thank you very much pastor uh, uh you can reach me at my my 
My cell number is 602-677-9717. Or you can write me at our, our email address, libertyinchrist at hotmail.com. We hold conferences in English and in Spanish. And if we can be a help to your ministry and present missions and present the importance of winning souls and, and raising up another generation to serve the Lord, uh, please contact us. My wife is good with ladies and good with children and good with young people. And we're here. Obviously, it's been good with you. Well, God has been good. <laughs> uh, be, be, besides being saved, she's the next best thing I've ever had. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being with us here today. We're looking forward to our missions conference with you all. Um, be on the lookout. We will have more episodes from our um, missionaries that we had at our missions conference. And you're going to really enjoy those. We have a few other missionaries that are here with us, and you're going to want to hear um, their works and what God has done through there. So thank you again for joining us. This is Dice Stocks. And it's more than a conversation. <laughs>